Welcome to the Smart Industry Podcast, Remaking Industry, where we dive deep into the tools, techniques, and technologies that are accelerating digital transformation. All right. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. My name is Chris McNamara, Editor-in-Chief with Smart Industry. We're thrilled to have you join us here today. Uh, today we're talking with Daniel DeSantos with Forescout to explore how artificial intelligence is being used um, to empower cyber attacks on modern manufacturing facilities. Daniel, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. So first of all, thank you so much, Chris, for having me. It's a pleasure to uh, to be on the podcast and to be discussing the, the issue of AI and uh, AI-assisted attacks. Um, I'm Daniel DeSantos, as you introduced. I'm the head of security research at Forescout. And what that means is that I'm basically um, most of the time looking at new types of vulnerabilities, new types of attacks, what threat actors are doing in environments that, of course, include uh, industrial manufacturing, uh, but also retail, healthcare, uh, government, uh, you know, any 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 sort of important industrial um, vertical out there. And uh, Forescout is a company that is beyond the, the, the research part, of course, is, is a cybersecurity vendor that deals with threat detection, deals with network security and network segmentation mostly. Excellent. Um, so let's talk big picture here. What is the current state of artificial intelligence in the realm of cyber attacks? How are bad actors using it? Uh, you know, how common is that? What's the, what's the, the history with this? Is it snowballing? What's the scoop? Yeah, that's an interesting question because uh, just like almost everybody else, they were kind of the, the bad actors were also taken by by surprise. Let's say about the popularity, the usability of uh, generative AI tools, and how you know easy it is to use these things to achieve some goals, right? So uh, most people are looking at how to use AI to increase productivity, to increase you know to to do their work uh, more efficiently or or, or e in an easier way or a better way. And that's what bad actors are looking at as well, right? Like, how how can I use some of these tools to make my job, which is hacking into other uh, organizations and, and kind of exfiltrating data, selling this data, uh, deploying ransomware, and so on and so on. How can I make my job um, easier, right? And currently, there is a lot of discussion on, you know, dark web forums and and, and other uh, tools that, that uh, these uh, actors use to communicate discussing potential uses, um, talking about some kind of recipes, let's say, for, for using uh, AI in, 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 in attacks and things like that. Some of the more concrete stuff that has um, that has so far surfaced has to do actually with phishing, right? Phishing is the traditional attack where you kind of, or an attacker uh, kind of dupes a user into clicking a malicious link or downloading a malicious attachment. And that will, uh, you know, you either you will provide some information like credentials to the attacker or you will um, execute some malicious code that the attacker will, will put on your computer. So how has AI uh, kind of helped attackers uh, uh, have better phishing uh, um, campaigns? Well, on, on the one hand, actually, it's it's just kind of riding the 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 wave of AI, like the the hype. Like people are searching for AI, so they put out malicious links saying, you know, generative AI tool for whatever, and then that's that's actually a, a malicious link. That that's that's one thing. But the other thing is that they are also using uh, AI to have way more convincing, let's say, phishing messages. And uh, typically, phishing can be, you know very targeted to an organization and you can use information from public information from an organization and try to uh, 
include that into into a, a a prompt to a generative AI tool that will come up with a message that may be very convincing for somebody that will that will be looking at that, right? So yeah. again, phishing is yeah the main the main uh, thing that we see, and beyond that, you know, they are definitely exploring new uh, new uh, attack avenues, which is what we uh, uh, have done also with uh, with this blog. So is it being used to create more convincing kind of scripts to lure uh, victims to cyber attacks or to open themselves up to, to phishing attacks like that? Yeah, so so currently I, I would say that's the main use because that's the easiest use, right? As I said, they're still exploring and that's the obvious use case. What we started exploring is what can come up next, right? And and one of the things we, we looked at is uh, if you take existing exploits, so not, not just luring people into, into clicking into things, but actual exploits, actual vulnerability exploits, right? If you take some proofs of concept or you think or you take things that are public on the internet or that already have an implementation and you want to transform them into something different, something more useful, something more adaptable for an attacker by, for instance, changing the programming language, changing a target and so on, how that can be done via AI, right? And basically the experiment we, we did was um, to take an exploit that we had and to um, take a language that we didn't know about before and kind of translate that that exploit into that new programming language right and the advantage that it gives is that it's it's more flexible it's it, it runs faster and so on and so on attackers have been using similar things for instance to to do malware that is like uh, polymorphic in a way right that basically it's the same malware the same uh type of uh, malicious file but with a slightly different format which makes it more difficult to be detected by standard tools okay interesting how widespread is this, uh, Daniel? Yeah, so it's 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 something that is definitely uh, starting, uh, right? So uh, it, it's difficult to know at this point. Even uh, um, you know, you're getting a, a phishing message. How how was that generated by AI or not, right? But the thing is that there are signs, like I mentioned, be, be beyond the, the the just the actual attacks. There is attack chatter and 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 discussions on on dark web about uh, using that. So my, my answer would be it's not as widespread yet as as known AI attacks, let's say, but I think like in every other um, every other industry and every other uh, 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 domain, let's say, the attackers are are going to adopt this and it, it, it will probably be an explosive growth and, and that will soon become very, very widespread. Well, that's troublesome, that's worrisome. Um, what uh, what vulnerabilities in a, in a manufacturing plant do these, let's say, AI-enabled attacks most commonly target? Is it the, the human elements that we we're talking about with phishing campaigns, or is it other uh, aspects as well? Yeah, so the, so there are two aspects, right? So as, as I said, what's going on now is is mainly the human elements, indeed, the the the, the human in the loop. But if we look at vulnerabilities in general in in in, in manufacturing environments, um, we have done other types of research into vulnerabilities in, in embedded devices, you know, things like programmable logic controllers, operational technology uh, type of devices. And those are kind of ripe for exploitation, let's say, uh, whether that is AI enabled or not, right? One, one thing that people have to definitely keep in mind is that AI will probably increase like the automation of attacks, the, um, how can I say, the, the speed, the volume of attacks, the pace at which attacks can happen. But in the end, the attacks themselves uh, are, are not 
extremely different, right? The attack techniques, the, as we call them in the security world, the TTPs, the tactics, techniques, and procedures that the attackers take are uh, somewhat similar. So in a manufacturing environment, uh, you know, it, it's typical that the attackers would go on the on the IT side and get uh, access via via uh, phishing, as we mentioned, then move laterally uh, in the network and get um, um, uh, credentials in the organization to you know spread the attack further. And in some cases, they might reach the operational technology devices where uh, those devices are are less secure, let's say weaker. Uh, in the sense that they use uh, protocols and 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 uh, technologies that are uh, more outdated, they're harder to patch and so on. So I, I I would say that again, if we look at it from two points of view, what's going on now it's mostly on the IT side of things and and the phishing and the human element, as you mentioned. If we look into the future, it, there is a potential for uh, abusing AI into attacks that target uh, operational technology and actual devices that run, you know, production lines or 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 whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Stuff. Um, talk to me about um, this recent exercise you guys performed. You used ChatGPT to convert an existing OT exploit. Tell me about that. Yeah, sure. So we took um, one of the research uh, pieces that we published last year. I think it was around June 2022. Uh, so almost almost exactly a year um, uh, ago was um, looking into how attacks just as i described before can happen right where an attacker enters from an iot or an it side of an organization and then reaches an operational technology device and then uh, manages to take that down whether there is building automation devices in in a in a i don't know a healthcare facility or a retail shop or a programmable logic controller running a, a a a conveyor belt in a production line in a manufacturing environment, right? So what we did is we took a part of that uh, exploit, which is the of that attack chain, sorry, which is an exploit uh, at the end targeting an operational technology device. Uh, so we took an exploit that we already had for a vulnerability that we found that affect several um, programmable logic controller modules. And we uh, asked ChatGPT to translate that into another language. But the thing is, ChatGPT and and most of these um, most of these uh, AI tools have sort of safeguards that will kind of prevent them from being used by attackers to generate malware, right? Like if you say, you know, Chat ChatGPT, give me malicious code, that's not going to happen. But what we did is basically take this code, create a scanner uh, on the network, and then create, you know, this type of packet without saying exactly what that was, but that was an actual exploit, right? So the, the main result is that we managed to get a working exploit in a language that we didn't know about in something like 15 minutes and with very few errors that we asked ChatGPT itself to correct for us without, uh, you know, any sort of external uh, help or anybody who was familiar with the language, right? So just saying attackers can get that and translate these exploits into different languages, different environments in, in, in a matter of minutes and, and be successful with that. Oh, boy. You're scaring me here, Daniel. This is, this is troublesome <laughs> stuff. Um, we're talking about the bad guys using AI um, to, to make smarter attacks. Let's flip the coin. Uh, the defensive side. Is AI being used among savvy manufacturers to better defend themselves against cyber threats, and how are they doing that? Yeah, that that that's great because then we go back to to the beginning and 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 kind of flip the coin in a way, right? We started by saying that the the, the good guys are looking at it, and then we went into how the the bad guys are are doing it, and now about how how the good guys, let's say, can can use it even even further. I think. Um, as as for the malicious actors that are exploring this space, 
there are a lot of people in the cyber uh, defense field, uh, in, in cybersecurity, exploring how to better use AI to make their job easier, right? I think the prime example right now is um, uh, analysts at the Secure Operations Center trying to basically make sense of the mountain of data that they have to go through every day, uh, which includes, you know, alerts, possible abnormalities on devices, on the network, uh, possible signs of intrusions and things like that, right? So using AI to kind of uh, correlate some of those events to tell them, you know, what to look at, kind of find that needle in the haystack is uh, the, the main use of AI, I believe, now and in the, in the near future. And when we go to more specific uh, generative AI tools and and kind of what they um, what they enable, let's say that is different from from uh, previous machine learning algorithms and things that were done before, I think there is um, a lot of research going on into how to generate defensive code, right? So in a way, for instance, code for threat hunting in the in the um, in the security operations center, code uh, that helps people with, for instance, explaining reverse engineered code of malware. Uh, and, and things like that, right? Or even finding vulnerabilities in systems, like that's another use case that people have been looking into how to how to leverage uh, generative AI tools to to find uh, vulnerabilities in a system that they have. So there is a lot of potential, you know, opportunities and things that people are looking at. I would say that automating the SOC, uh, the Security Operations Center, at this point is the or, or not fully automating, but let's say. Uh, uh, making the job of the analysts easier with the use of AI is is the main uh, focus point. But within that uh, field, there is a lot of different uh, areas to be explored. Okay, and if their job is easier, they're going to do their job better. Yeah. Last last question for you here. Big picture. Um, let's look into the future here. Uh, six months down the road, a year down the road, five years down the road. What does the future of AI empowered cyber attack look like? And what is cause for optimism on this front? Yeah, great uh, question. I think as of now, everybody is kind of exploring what what that means, right? And as I said, it, it typically starts with what I'm already doing that I can do faster, better, or easier with, with the use of AI. And I would say in the next six months, it's probably going to continue to be something like that. Also, because at, after the emergence and sudden popularity of ChatGPT and tools like that, people are kind of taking a step back also and thinking what what are the next directions for, for AI in general, right? So I think that for, for the next six months, definitely people will be uh, looking at the existing tools and how to use them better. Again, both the, the good and, and, and the bad guys in a way. But if we start taking a more longer term view and what this kind of uh, uh, technology can enable, I like to think of a, a, a very interesting and very scary example in the in the healthcare domain that was done by some researchers uh, a couple of years ago. And actually, what they did is that they took a um, a um, set of CT scan images showing, you know, benign or or, or not benign uh, images, right? So tumors or or, or not. And they yeah. basically trained trained a, a generative adversarial network to uh, insert potential tumors in the image of a uh, of a healthy person or vice versa remove that from a person uh, that was uh, sick right so you think about that and that's super scary of course that's in the healthcare domain uh and 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 that was a couple of years ago and that would be probably much easier to do these days with open source tools and so on and not something that the, the researchers did very uh, crafted very specifically for that attack so if you start thinking about 
the manufacturing domain or other uh, industrial domains, it's it's possible that attackers will come up with attacks uh, that you know uh, uh, dupe the users and 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 kind of insert fake data or any sort of misinformation in in, in systems that will uh, make people you know believe something that is not true. So some sort of manipulation of of the control or or or, or the view that they have on. on uh, while the process might be doing something actually uh, different, it's it's I, I think it's 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 hard to really think in in um, in practice what that could mean. But there is there is a potential for a lot of abuse and a lot of misuse in uh, in, in in any kind of domain really. And manufacturing is not is not uh, safe from that. So I I. I I think that's a bit uh, scary, as as you were saying before. So probably I I would like to to uh, kind of um, add a a a brighter uh, side to this, or you know, a kind of a silver lining, is that we as the as the defensive side or as the good guys definitely have to uh, keep uh, up to speed into uh, you know how the technology is developing and 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 how we can use that um, on the good side as well. And just as it enables the attackers to to uh, to create malicious artifacts, it also uh, enables the defenders to to uh, do amazing things, right? Like I mentioned before, um, the use of the use of generative AI to explain reverse engineered code, right? So reverse engineering is is, is something that is very technical, very difficult to do, and very necessary when you are uh, studying malware behavior, for instance. And nowadays there are tools with uh, uh, generative AI. That are very good at explaining uh, the the result of a, a reverse engineered uh, piece of code, and basically telling you this this function is doing this, that is doing that. This is the actual behavior of a malware. Something that in the past could take an analyst a couple of days to do, the tool can do in 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 a few seconds, right? And we have seen actual examples of that in in, in our research as well. So again, uh, there there is cause for uh, concern. There is cause for optimism as well. And I think that. Um, Understanding that the pace and the volume and uh, uh, of attacks is, is going to increase in the short term and potentially the types of attacks will change in the longer term, but that there are things that we can do as uh, um, as defenders uh, of our organizations to uh, adopt these tools as well. I think that's the, the most important message. Excellent. And it's good to know that there are smart people like Daniel DeSantos before Scout out there uh, ready to lend a hand to protect industrial enterprises. Daniel, thanks for joining us on the Remaking Industry podcast today. Thank you so much, Chris. It was really, really great to discuss with you and, and with the audience, uh, you know, the uses of AI. Yeah, it's a very hot topic. Our audience is very eager to learn more about it. <clears throat> uh, again, we want to thank our audience for joining us for the podcast today. As always, we encourage you to go out and make it a smart day. <laughs>